folks, 13 and 3 here, ready to have fun with our guest, current Wisconsin Badger forward and Eau Claire native, Zach Erdahl. This episode is sponsored by Market and Johnson, Parker Insurance, Valley Sports Academy, Northwoods Therapy and Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, which has been committed to the health care needs of patients in western Wisconsin since 1954. Mogi. Zach, thanks so much for uh, hosting us here uh, in the bowels of the Cole Center in Laban Arena. Um, evidently, you've never been to this room before either, and obviously we haven't, but uh, you're coming off a big weekend sweep of UMD Bulldogs, so we hope we caught you in a really good mood today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on today, guys. You know, before we go back to uh, where you all started, let's talk about this weekend. You guys came out of the gate this, uh, this season kind of slow, got swept a couple times, how big of a series was this for you guys? Yeah, I mean, heading into Duluth on the road, uh, obviously got swept the two weekends before. Uh, I mean, we played good uh, a couple of those games. I think we could have won them. Uh, sometimes it doesn't go your way, though. Um, you know, so, yeah, we're 0-4 to start the year. So, obviously, we're, we're looking at a, a potential 0-6 if, uh, if we don't get it done going up there. So, I think that was... That was a big motivation for us is, uh, is we gotta, we got to get a win. we got to get rolling here, and I think we executed perfectly. I mean, from top to bottom, played two uh, unbelievable games, really good games out of the guys, the best I've seen us play and since I've been a, a Badger for sure. So it's, wow, it's exciting for sure. It's good to get a couple wins against uh, a top team in the country, and now we're going to keep rolling from here. What do Good you luck. think? Absolutely. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. What do you what do you think you guys did differently this weekend as compared to the last two weekends? I think we just put it together for a full 60 minutes. There's been times where we've been really good, we've been playing really hard, and then we, we let off the gas, something happens, and they take advantage of it. And next thing you know, we're down a couple goals, and then it's hard to recover. Uh, I think the fact that we played two full 60-minute uh, games this weekend is uh, a huge reason why we uh, – we ended up pulling off the sweep. Who do you get next weekend? Penn State. Penn State there, here, here. Oh, at home. All at right. Home. Even up that record, get it up to mm-hmm. 500. By the time this podcast is released, that weekend will have come and gone. So we hope that uh, this time you guys continue the streak. And, uh, you know, when this podcast is released, you're probably uh, six and four instead of, you know, two and four. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. We hope so. <laughs> Tell us about growing up and playing hockey in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. When did you start? I started skating uh, about probably three or four years old. Um, got into hockey probably around the same time, probably four or five years old. Played like mini mites. Uh, kind of just fell in love with the game. Uh, had a brother who played and my dad kind of pushed me to, to play a lot. So kind of started off with them uh, kind of showing me the game and then uh, from there, I just kind of fell in love with it and kept going with it. Did you have some buddies that you played with throughout that whole time? Yeah, I had a couple guys from the time when I was a mini-mite until I was uh, in high school that I played with, which is pretty cool. It's kind of nice to have those guys you, you grow up with and you play with for, for you know, upwards of 10 years. Sure, yeah. Were you a rink rat on the outdoor rinks? Uh, yeah, I tried to get out there as much as possible. We used to actually have a, a backyard rink for a couple of years my dad would would build it um and it was it's pretty nice it wasn't it wasn't super big but at the time i mean we were pretty small so i was able to uh skate around and have some fun out there got to put on my brother's goalie pads a couple times because he was a goalie so that was always fun uh i'd have some buddies out there and just 
kind of play around and have fun. So you had a built-in guy to shoot on then, huh? Yeah. Is that where you honed well, your shot? Well, I mean, my brother was a goalie, but he didn't always like playing goalie on the outdoor rink. So a lot of the time he wouldn't even play goalie. And that's where actually I I was almost a goalie at one point because I because I, I like played street hockey goalie and I played uh, ice hockey goalie like out in the, the rinks because my brother had the pads and I kind of liked it and eventually kind of went the opposite direction. But uh, there was a time where I really liked it. What, what changed your mind? Honestly, I, I'm not really sure. I think it was the fact that I was probably better at at forward than I was at a goalie, and so I think it just kind of kind of stick with what I what I liked more. But sure. it, a goalie was actually uh, something I looked into doing when I was when I was younger. Don't you have to have a little bit of craziness to get between the pipes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. When uh, you get when you're stopping pucks for your job, and, it's, and I block a shot in a game, and it doesn't feel great. It's so like these guys doing it on their own they, they want to do this it's yeah it's it's crazy could you imagine being between the pipes right now on this team having your buddies shooting on you now oh my gosh some of the guys can shoot it so hard i don't i don't know i mean i guess that i have the, i'd have you know a little more protective equipment but i'm not sure they still shoot it pretty hard <laughs> who is uh who's got the hardest shot on the badgers right now um um our freshman charlie strammel might carson bantle's got a Got a rip. Um, Caulfield, Brock. Brock has a hard shot. Probably one of those three. Okay. Maybe Stang. Stang has got a, got a hard shot, too. Do you guys, it's a lot do you guys, of guys. Do you guys test your shot speed or anything like that? or just No, just, there's no really like, like testing or like okay. formal. Like, just go by what you shoot. Yeah. yeah. You talked about uh, Stang, Sam Stang, former uh, classmate and uh, – fellow husky from north high school in eau claire how's that uh, what's that like playing with him on the same team now at collegiate level yeah i mean it's pretty special i mean i grew up playing with him for a lot of years um you know in like youth hockey and then obviously playing with each other in high school and we were uh kind of like a little duo out there for a couple of years which is which is really cool um and then yeah we kind of went our separate ways for a couple of years in juniors uh obviously i don't get to choose where you play so but then kind of reuniting uh, and being here is really special. So uh, obviously one of my best friends, and so uh, to have him here and and still play with him and uh, even get a chance like be on a line with him and stuff is is really special. And it's really cool. Let's go back a little bit. Did you play other sports when you were a kid growing up in Eau Claire? Yeah, I played football for a couple of years in like middle school. Played baseball when I was younger. I did like track and field in uh, in middle school, and then. Kind of in high school is when I decided uh, I was kind of kind of focus on hockey, which I think there's a, a I mean there's kind of a debate I've I've kind of like heard about, a lot about whether athletes should specialize in one sport or if they should play a lot of sports, and I think it kind of varies on who you are. For me, it was just like hockey was just the most interesting thing to me. I liked it the most. It was like I didn't really feel a need to want to play other sports because when it was when it was summer, I wanted to be playing hockey, so there was no need for me to to play baseball or some other sport. So. Were you able to fill your year then with with hockey? Yeah, I mean, pretty much all year round. Whether it's uh, in season, a summer team, uh, just like summer skates or whatever it is. Yeah, I was pretty much able to to be on the ice year round. Okay. Did you have anybody that was the most influential on you as you rose through the ranks from, you know, playing as a youth up through high school? Yeah, I mean, I've had uh, many different. Uh, like role models throughout my life and influential people. 
Uh, I think it's a little cliche, but definitely my dad. Um, he always texts me. He watches every single game. In my family comes to, to every home game and every away game they can right now. If it's close enough, they come to it. And they drove to and from Duluth twice this weekend uh, oh, to come nice. watch. So Pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah, no, it's awesome. So like the support for my family is incredible. Um, and then just, I mean, just more specifically my dad. Obviously nothing taken away from my mom or my brothers or anything, but my dad uh, was the one who, wake up at six in the morning and he'd drive me you know a couple hours to go to go play a tournament when i was 10 or 12 or something like uh even to this day after every game he texts me and just says like you know you played hard you played good like proud of you and i think uh just having that kind of uh person in my life just someone who's always you know there for me and always who's supportive of me because times when i you know doubt myself or get hard on myself you know he's always there to help kind of pick me up which is definitely huge for me so was there a particular player who was your favorite when you were growing up or who you patterned your game after? Uh, I really liked Miko Koivu growing up, a uh, longtime Minnesota Wild captain. Uh, I'm not a center. I don't necessarily play like him at all. I, I just liked him growing up. Um, <laughs> and then once Zach Parisi got traded to Minnesota, uh, I started uh, kind of I liked him a lot. I liked his uh, his energy, his, his work, how like just how like a tenacious player he was. Um, so I kind of liked his game. So I think there's a similarity uh, of my game to his game. Uh, I don't necessarily think I play exactly like him. I don't model my game after him, but I think there's a, a similar level of, of like compete and work that goes into his game as well as mine. You bring it every shift. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I like that. You made the jump to the USHL before finishing high school. What was the decision that, you know, you felt best to jump, make that jump before you finished? Uh, you know, I think it was just, it was like, was I ready? Like, was high school going to gonna get me better or was uh, USHL going to get me better? And it was obviously a tough decision because, you know, you're leaving home, uh, leaving as, at the time, I think I was 17, leaving, uh, you know, classmates, friends, uh, loved ones, family, you know. So it was definitely not easy doing it, um, but I think end of the day it was just knowing that going to the USHL was going to be was going to be better for my career and was going to get me uh, to become a better player than and staying in high school one more year. So any regrets? No, I do not. Don't I think did the job. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously you know wish I would have had that senior year. Um, would have been really cool. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, COVID kind of wrecked the end of that year anyways. So, so it's like, I wouldn't have gotten a, a, a normal senior year regardless. Um, so I guess it kind of worked out a little bit, but yeah, obviously I it was tough leaving, but I think it was, uh, the right choice for you know, my career. Good. When did the USHL start looking at you and, and were you drafted? Yeah, I was drafted. Uh, I think my second year eligible for the USHL, um, I was eligible my freshman year, didn't get drafted, and then it was my sophomore year at the like in like May, I believe, of my sophomore year is when I got drafted um, by the Lincoln Stars. I actually didn't like talk to them at all. Didn't talk to a scout or a coach at all. Um, I talked to a couple other teams, uh, and then yeah, I just got a, a phone call one day. Actually, I was in the middle of a math exam one day. Got a got a phone call. Obviously, kind of knew what it was going to be on the day and when the draft was, but yeah, I kind of snuck out of the room real quick, took the call, and then went back in and finished, so it was kind of kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pass the exam? 
I think I did pass that one. <laughs> All right. Good to know. So did you like your experience out there in Omaha then? Yeah. It was Lincoln. Excuse me, Lincoln. Lincoln. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't crucif- confuse those two. I'll get crucified for that one. <laughs> you might. You Sorry, might. guys. <laughs> um, no, I loved being in Lincoln. It was uh, honestly some of the best times of my life being there. I have uh, – you know, actually, just this weekend I was talking to my roommates. Um, you know, they all play different colleges right now, but it's pretty cool kind of, uh, you know, your teammates with guys for one, two years and – you know, you're friends with each other for, for long after that, so you keep up with each other and you're talking. And, you know, some of my best friends are, are from being in junior, so it's definitely a, a positive, fun experience being there. Have you run into any of those guys playing with the Badgers here? Yeah, just and, last and, weekend, one of my best friends, Dominic James, plays for Duluth. So how'd, I got, how'd that uh, go? It's good. I got to see him. Didn't, uh, didn't talk a ton over the weekend. Obviously, once you're on the ice and you're playing, you kind of, you kind of zone out any old friendships you had, but... Uh, he's still one of my really good buddies, and so it was good to see him and, and play against him. Good. So there's still a target on his back, even though he's a good friend. Oh, yeah, of course. I tried to hit him this weekend. I didn't get much of him, but I tried to line him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think, he, I think he saw it coming. He, like, looked real quick and kind of gave me one back. So it was kind I was going to ask you if he got a piece of you yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> he, kind of, he kind of gave it back. It was a pretty even hit. I was trying to, <laughs> a little reverse I was trying to hit him a little. Yeah, I was trying to get him down, but he, he, he saw it coming. <laughs> I like it. What's uh, <laughs> what's uh, the difference when you jumped from high school up to USHL as far as skill and talent? I mean, everyone's just so much better. I mean, you know, you come from high school where I was kind of able to uh, be like one of the better players on the ice and uh, skate around a lot of guys, I guess. And then you go to you go to the USHL, and it's like that's what these guys were doing before they came here too. So it's like. You're playing guys in in the USHL and in college. It's like they were the best wherever they came from as well, and so it's it's a lot of like really good players, a lot of really good skill, and it's uh, it's definitely a hard jump, but something you adapt to. Hey, we're gonna give a couple of shout outs here to our sponsors. First off, Parker Insurance. Multiple companies, multiple products, multiple savings. See Ryan Parker, who is a hockey coach himself in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for all of your insurance needs. And Mark and Johnson, thank you to our friends at Market and Johnson, longtime supporters of the great game of hockey and our youth throughout the Chippewa Valley region. You know, and speaking of Parker, that was your coach in high school. Sure was. There you go. Now, he wasn't the reason you made the jump, though, right? <laughs> I <laughs> definitely helped. He helped me out uh, quite a bit through high school. I definitely helped. I definitely uh, gave him some credit for, for helping develop me, but yeah. Okay, but again, no regrets for doing that. What was the skill set you were bringing to the table that you got drafted? Uh, I think for me it was my skating. I think I was always been kind of a fast skater. It's one of my probably my biggest asset right now uh, is using my speed uh, and just my my ability to just uh, I mean I guess skate well, uh, skate fast. It's kind of what I like to do. It's kind of my go to if I can get the puck and I can just skate by a guy it's kind of what i what i try and do because i have that that ability um yeah I, w- I would say my my skating was definitely the the number one thing that i think kind of put me above uh the rest of the guys have you been able to utilize that skill with the badgers as well yeah i mean even to this day it's uh probably the biggest aspect that i have to my game is is my skating and my speed so i try and use that as much as possible throughout the game you know moving my feet whether it's I have the puck of my stick, or it's just hunting a guy down in the back check, or forechecking a guy hard. Uh, you know, somehow using my legs and using my my skating ability to to impact the game. So, are you faster with the puck or without the puck? 
without. So I think it's just it's just easier. You don't have to worry about the puck. Um, so yeah, definitely probably without, but it's probably not not too much of a difference. So you've been able to maintain the the high level of speed throughout the levels. Uh, so what do you do? Um, for training purposes to make sure that you do have the speed that you had last year and or how do you get yourself faster for this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have an excellent athletic trainer here and strength coach, uh, Paul Volukas. He's works with all the guys. Um, tremendous uh, work that he, like, puts in for us, and uh, he does a great job. You know, he gets us ready in the, in the off season so that we're ready to go for the start of the year. You know, we have some hard workouts and, some days you don't enjoy doing it, and you you know you kind of you dislike him for making you uh, you do something, but it's uh, definitely something you need to, uh, you need to do to get ready for the season ahead, and it's it's been working for sure. Okay. Back when you were a so-called rookie in the USHL, any little bit of hazing or uh, you know initiations you had to go through? Uh, I didn't have too much. Uh, we had. We had a, a rookie party where we had to, uh, or a rookie dinner where we had to dress up as girls, and we took all the. We got like a, a veteran player. We had to go pick him up, drive him to the the restaurant, and then we ended up splitting the whole tab between the rookies. It was like a hundred bucks each, but other than that, oh. it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was definitely could have been worse. So was, you know, just all fun and games. You know, a little embarrassing being out downtown, but you're uh, you know, dressed as a girl. It's, it's not ideal, but you know you try and just have fun with it and just go with it because you got to do it no matter what. So team bonding, yeah, it's a team bonding thing. You look back on it and you laugh about it for sure. So sure, and it you really didn't get hurt by it or anything. No, like not that, at so. all. Not are, at all. Are you still a dishwater blonde as a female? No, I had green hair. <laughs> I went with a green wig. I thought that would be funny. I figured no one else would go with something weird, so I had a, I had a, a black dress and a green wig. I went a little goth with it, but it was. Worked out. My vet liked it. <laughs> Any photos that are hidden someplace that might come out someday? Oh, yeah. We got pictures. We got pictures the for vault. sure. The vault. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's pictures of it. But it's nice because then the next year, uh, you know, you get to be on the other side of things, you know. So, you know, you get to you get to draft a rookie, and then they dress up as a girl, and they, they come and pick you up. So it's it's all fun and games. It all circles back around, so. One year you got you got to go through and it's a little little tough, a little embarrassing, but then the next year it's funny to to see it and then you look back and when you did it the year before. So that's kind of harmless fun. I, I like that. I, I agree with that. So uh, when did when did colleges start start sniffing around, Zach? When they start getting interested in you? Uh similar time as the USHL. I think it was my sophomore year. I started talking to a couple different teams here and there. Um, I think there was like a there was a rule back then, like an age limit of when you could start talking to colleges. So I think it was like the second half of my sophomore year is when things started to kind of pick up a little bit and I started to talk to more schools. Um, and then, I don't know, somewhere around my it was my junior year when I started talking to Wisconsin. And then things got a little more serious and I ended up committing a couple years or a was couple months your, later. Is that your ideal to go to come to the Badgers? Yeah, I was able to come here through Team Wisconsin, which is a AAA team uh, before and after high school season. I was able to... Uh, come here in the summer for a week, and I uh, got to like stay in the dorms and kind of see the campus and meet the coaches. And then, obviously, uh, we skate and do practices and have like games and whatnot. So, I got a little bit of a, a taste of what it's like to be here. Um, and then, did that two years. And then after the second year, it was kind of like a, this is a a place that I like and I can I can see fit for me. So, and they came 
uh, Colin. I definitely took the opportunity to come here. Good for you. Give us a picture of what it's like uh, when the team has invited you to come down and for a visit. What's a day like? Uh, yeah, so I got pretty lucky with mine. It was uh, in the fall. It was in October. We got there's a football game, so I got to go to that. So uh, I got to go to lunch with the coaches. Uh, got to see some of like the facilities. I uh, got a little tour of like campus. Got to see like the area. Uh, I got to see like a dorm room. And where, like, you know, you'd be living and whatnot as a freshman. Uh, and then, yeah, I got to go to a football game on Saturday night, which was pretty fun. It was cool uh, to see that. And then the next day they had an exhibition game uh, Sunday night that I was able to go and, and see. So, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. It was fun. Sure sounds like it. So you mentioned uh, it was a pretty big jump for you from, the, from high school to the USHL. So what about the jump between the USHL now and, and Big Ten D1 hockey? Yeah, the jump between uh, the USHL to college hockey is definitely the biggest jump I've had in my career. Uh, much more than than high school to USHL, uh, and I think that's most in part because I mean, like everyone in college is so good. I mean, there's not like a necessarily a bad player in in college, and like you know these these teams, uh, you know, you get like scholarships, they invest money in you, so they're not. There's a lot less uh, politics involved in in hockey, where like, oh, this guy knows this guy, so he's playing for this like junior team, which sometimes happens. But with college, it's, it's like these guys are are really like way more invested in the to what they're doing than kind of the, the USHL is or like another junior league. Um, and so everyone is an incredible player. So it's never never an easy night playing college hockey. That's kind of what I what I see. So you know, in order to keep your spot, you need to keep the nose to the grindstone too yeah you know these these guys expect you to perform the coaches expect uh there's a standard out of you uh and you got to show up every day and kind of show that and, and and be the best player you can be looking at you a couple of red spots up uh, on the neck area was that a little bit of uh physical uh attributes to playing the bulldogs this uh weekend oh honestly there might be we also did uh we do this like thing before workouts we like i don't even know how to explain it we like Pressure Rub our like yeah, kind of yeah. like pressure points and it like relieves stress. So that actually might be part of it too. We did it today. Okay, but, and it actually works then. Yeah, it does. Right. You you looked relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too stressed. <laughs> getting getting back to the the coaching staff you mentioned, where you had lunch on your recruiting. You're stepping on the ice for each practice right now with a with a Hall of Fame former NHL player and former Badger Tony Granato. What's that like as a player being on the ice with him as a coach? Yeah, obviously it's it's pretty special. Uh, the career that he had in the NHL and uh, being an Olympian, uh, it's something that's pretty cool. He was a uh, he's a Wisconsin uh, old Wisconsin Badger as well. He's an alumni here, so you know he was once in uh, in our position. So um, yeah, just being out there with him, you know, uh, him coaching you and getting you better is definitely uh, it's really it's really an honor. It's a privilege and it's. It's, uh, it's fun. Enjoy it. Does he ever run drills with you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he runs. I mean, he runs. Uh, you mean, does he skate drills with them? Yeah. Oh, skate <laughs> drills? Uh, no, uh, no that, not really. Point, yeah, that's a big not, difference. Yeah. Uh, not really. He, uh, every once in a while, he'll, like, he'll like do like a, like, a, like a quick drill, like a demonstration, but he usually doesn't hop in there. I think, uh, I don't know if he can keep up with us these days. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> I understand, you know, people bring different things to the game. Some guys bring physicality. Some guys bring the skills. And 
knowing that all players are different, what does coach expect out of every single guy on the team? Uh, you got to work. You got to have a, a high compete level. You got to be willing to go 110% every single game, every single practice. Like, um, I mean, working hard is, is something that doesn't, doesn't take any skill. You know, you don't, uh, you don't have to be skilled to, to work hard. So it's uh, a standard that, especially here, it's a standard that everyone works hard. Everyone competes uh, to the highest level that they can. And if you're not, then, uh, you know, get scratched the game. You don't move down the lineup. It's, it's something that's expected of you to, uh, to come every day and, and work as hard as you can. We talked about the slow start this season and then the sweep. Is there something Coach Granado did differently from those first four games to the you know number five and six to get you fired up or a change of attitude to keep the keep the internal furnace going? Um, I mean, I think a big motivation was just knowing that you know we're already zero four. Like we can't uh, can't start zero six. Like we gotta get something done here. We gotta work. Like um, we knew it was gonna be tough going into Duluth on the road, uh, but honestly, a lot of things were kept pretty pretty much the same. Uh, we didn't uh, try many new things the week. Obviously, we weren't uh, happy with how the results were the, the weekends before, but there were a lot of positive things that came out of that week, uh, two weekends. Uh, with and I mean, especially uh, Saturday night against St. Cloud, we played. Uh, I mean, a really incredible game. Unfortunately, couldn't uh, couldn't get enough goals, <laughs> which, which obviously is the is the main goal. But I mean, we played an incredible game, so there's a lot of positives to take out of it. Uh, and so we kind of st- just stuck with it, you know. We didn't, you know, didn't reinvent the wheel coming in last Monday. It was sticking to what we know, sticking to how we do things, and then you know, eventually we pulled one out. So you, you know, a lot of the guys come back from from last year. Do you have a new influx of players, and and how much does that account for you know being able to gel as a group and and really come together and really start moving forward as a team? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's something happens in, in hockey especially I mean every level you play at you got guys who come and go so it's all about just uh getting the new guys kind of accustomed to what we do here and making them feel comfortable and welcome uh and our freshmen are great uh and the transfers are so it's been uh it's been a pretty easy process getting them gelled in with the rest of the guys uh they're all great guys and uh yeah it's been it's been pretty easy and simple they've, they've made it easy are there any drills that you guys run that you just dislike? Yeah, there's a few of them for sure. Um, usually just a lot of the ones that are up and down skating, ones that go on for you know multiple minutes that just just bag you, which sucks. There's, there's definitely a few. Uh, for the most part, uh, I like most of the drills that we do, but, yeah, there's definitely a couple that are just, whether they're a lot of skating or it's just uh, – a slugfest in a corner where you're just cross-checking and slashing guys left and right. It's it's almost like you're not even playing hockey sometimes. You're just battling out there. So some of those aren't the most enjoyable, but it's definitely good to do them. So Necessary evil. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So growing up, you had an opportunity to play with your with your buddy Sam Stank for, you know, through your youth, youth time, through high school, and then you went your separate ways for juniors, um, but then you came back together here at, at uh at wisconsin how cool is it you got to play in a line with him sometimes last year and you got to get on the score sheet together how how special was that yeah i mean it was really cool um i remember the goal that i had against notre dame in the playoffs that he had the assist on um 
and going back to the bench, he was set. We like sat down and show, and he was like, you know, we haven't done that since high school. And it was like, <laughs> man, that's that's pretty cool. It's like, you know, it's a, a long time uh, hometown buddy that you have, and you you grow up playing with him, and you kind of a similar journey, uh, I guess, like hockey career journey that that he does, and you kind of know what you know the sacrifices and the and the, and the work that he's put into to being the pigeon he is because. You know, we both both have done it. So for us to kind of move on from from high school and juniors and uh, to play together, Wisconsin, something that's really cool. It's uh, it's really special to me. When you come home to Eau Claire, are you recognized as a Badger? Um, I actually don't know how recognizable I am in Eau Claire. I'm sure there's people from high school and like some hockey fans that uh, that probably know me. I'm not sure how many, to be honest. Okay, so you can sneak into town unrecognized and kind of enjoy your leisure time while you're there. Yeah, for sure, for um, sure. How about around the hockey rinks? Uh, I think on the hockey rinks, different. obviously, a little bit different. Yeah. I think <laughs> I get recognized a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's still nothing nothing too crazy. Or, so, Zach, what are your thoughts about Team Wisconsin? I know you alluded to that, that program earlier. How much did your playing with this program affect your development? Uh, I mean, I think it was one of the biggest things for why I moved on. Um, I got the opportunity to play for my U16 year uh, as a sophomore. Um, you know, the coaches, I hadn't made a team before. Coaches kind of, you know, took a gamble on, on me to be on the team, uh, especially because our team was, was, we were stacked. We were in, like, I think we were ranked number one in the country for most of the year. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of good players, and to come on that team was definitely a, a privilege for me. Um, I mean, it was it was a, a big big step forward in my career, and I think it definitely helped me a lot going forward. Any particular coach in that um, organization that you tip your hat to for helping you out the most? Yeah, I mean, Luke Strand, who's an Eau Claire native, uh, actually Ohio State's assistant coach right now. Um, he, I think he was one of the, the big guys that kind of believed in me and uh, and kind of took me into Team Wisconsin. And then my U16 and U18 uh, coach at Team Wisconsin, Brad Bice, uh, definitely one of the most influential coaches I've had in my career. Uh, he just, I mean, I, I, he just had a, a way of kind of getting the guys and like, you know, you wanted to win for him. You wanted to, he wanted to get you better, and you wanted to be better for him. Like it, it was, uh, it was a mutual respect between player and coach, which I think is really important. And he, uh, he definitely had a huge impact on the reason why I'm here today. Anything special about the bucket he wore on ice with you guys? His bucket? Yeah. He he wears a Jofa all the time. It's an old, old hockey helmet. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, it's, I think it's good style. It fits him well. Okay. He's got good style. It's good. <laughs> all of, all and, of Wayne Gretzky style. Yeah, and, and great protection, too, I hear. Uh, maybe. No. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Little bit, little bit, Maybe better than nothing, I guess. Be <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> you know, we couldn't be doing this without our sponsors. Northwoods Therapy takes pride in being your choice for physical therapy in the Chippewa Valley since 1981. Northwoods Physical Therapy is a clinic where you can receive the care you deserve and are treated like family. And Valley Sports Academy is a brand new 116,000 square foot state-of-the-art sports training facility located in Chippewa Valley featuring hockey, soccer, baseball, softball, 
and lacrosse. They are devoted to helping athletes reach their next level, utilizing tools like their skating treadmill, rapid shot, rapid hands, synthetic ice, and 100% real ice training rink. And we would be remiss if we didn't also mention former Badger captain Eric Ragor and his wife Jess, who have uh, graciously donated some money to uh, the podcast to keep us going, Moga. Hats off to the Ragor family. Oh, uh, yeah. What a great family. We had an opportunity to meet with them last winter. We were supposed to be on their outdoor rink with them, um, with uh, Eric, Jess, and the kids. Um, unfortunately, it was a little slushy out there, so we didn't get to do that. So we're hoping to do that this year. And I also, uh, I have to promise Jessica a T-shirt. You know, we interviewed three of their kids. We interviewed Eric. They all have T-shirts, so we need to make it. Make it equal and get her a T-shirt too, yeah, JC. You don't want to upset mom. That's no, for mom, sure. Yeah, yeah, we know how that goes. <laughs> As a badger, do you guys uh, have to do any type of volunteer work? Are you out in the community at all, meeting and greeting? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really have anything that's required that we have to go out and do for the most part. But there are uh, there's a program called uh, Badgers Give Back, which reach out to the student athletes. Uh, you know we. Go to things like uh, like shelters or like uh, like a food distributor or something, and you know we go and like help out there every once in a while. So there's definitely ways to get involved in the community. It's uh, it's kind of an optional thing, but a lot of the guys like doing it. And just kind of you know show the uh, the city of Madison obviously shows uh, great support for us. So we like to give back and be a part of the community as well. We just mentioned the Ragors, and as you walk down the hallway here in your locker room area, you can see the picture of Eric. He won the Humanitarian Award when he was down here, and evidently he used to spend a lot of time with the, with the kids at the schools, and he'd bring guys with him. And didn't he win the Humanitarian Award, and he had the most penalty minutes in the conference that year? He did, yes. So there you go. You can be a good guy <laughs> off good the ice and, and yeah. a tough guy on the ice. Yeah, best of both worlds right there. <laughs> you know, and, and that leads us to the next question. Um, you know, you haven't been drafted by an NHL team yet, but obviously aspirations have got to be there. Is coach helping you with that, or do you have an advisor that's saying, hey, this is the areas you need to work on or what you need to do to be recognized? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, I do have an advisor, uh, and then obviously the coaches as well help you out with that stuff. Um, I mean, there isn't a, a huge focus right now on, on NHL attention. I'm I'm sophomore right now, so I have a couple years to uh, continue to grow and to better myself. Uh, yeah, obviously the aspirations to play in the NHL one day, and play pro hockey is there for me, uh, and it's just about you know every day coming to the rink and getting better and uh, focusing on on the long term goals, but also you know what's ahead of you right now. You know I don't want to look forward to the future too much. Obviously, these are the, some of the best years of your life playing here. Um, so there's no there's no rush for me to to get out of here and to be looking on to, looking to move on at all. So I just try and take it day by day and enjoy it. You know, and he says that with a smile on his oh, face. Just, it's that's great. music to my ears. I'm so happy to hear you say that, that you're enjoying the moment because so many times people don't enjoy the moment and you don't really have a chance to appreciate it until it's over. So take advantage of this, man. you got a great opportunity yeah, here. I mean, for sure. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I mean, just thinking about like, you know, high school hockey's come and gone, junior hockey's already come and gone. So it's something that it goes by fast. You definitely just try and, try and live in the moment, take it day by day and not look forward to the, the future too much. Good philosophy. What are we going to expect from you and the team moving forward the rest of this year? Uh, I mean, I think the standard was set this weekend for sure, uh, sweeping Duluth. That's 
the way that we played has uh, has got to be the way that we come to every single game. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Doesn't matter the place, the time. We gotta we gotta play the way we did this weekend um, and just keep moving forward like that. I mean, it's gonna, we're gonna be expected to win now. We expect ourselves to win. Um, and so I think this weekend was kind of a standard for us, and we're going to keep building off of that and keep going. So moving forward, let's say let's say the team isn't playing like it was playing this weekend. You know, it wasn't clicking on all eight cylinders. How how do you address each other in the locker room? How do you address each other on the bench to either get people more focused or dialed into you know what you really need to do to be a little bit more successful? Yeah, I mean, the question really isn't like if it's going to happen, it's when, because you're not going to, I mean, there's going to be a time uh, in a game this year where we're not playing well and things aren't going the way we want it to. Um, that's just a part of the game and it's a part of life. You know, things don't always go your way. So it's kind of about how you respond. I and mean, we got to like respond to adversity if the team scores a couple goals or, you know, if they're honest, it's it's about just focusing on, on the simple things and what we can do right. Um it's about getting guys engaged into the game, keeping the energy up on the bench, uh, and, and like celebrating like small things, celebrating a, a good pass by a guy, a smart shot, a hit, anything. It doesn't have to be uh, a, a big goal or a save or something. There's much smaller things in the game that you can that you can build off of and build momentum from. You know, it doesn't have to be a goal or something like that. Keeping in mind that the best players on the team might be not be the most key, cohesive line mate that you could have, if you could choose your two line mates that you feel would be the best production line, who would you want on your line? Uh, I think starting, I would take Liam Malmquist, number 23, he's a sophomore as well. Uh, one of my best friends on the team. I was, me and him were roommates last year. Um, I think a big part of that is uh, just the relationship I have with him, uh, obviously being super close with him and living with him last year and, uh, you know, just, you know, trusting him and, and, you know, the relationship off the ice is, is as important as it is on the ice. Um, and, you know, so I think that's a big reason why I would want to play with him. He's also an incredible player. He's, he's quick, he's fast, he makes some unbelievable plays. Uh, and then probably Sam Stang, just because I played with him for so long, um, you know, going back to high school and a little bit last year playing with him. So uh, I think those two would probably be my, my two ideal Sounds like a great lineup to me. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So over the years, you've had some battles with some teams, and over the years, you've had some battles with some individual players. Who's been the toughest team for you to play against, and who's been your toughest competitor? Um, I mean, obviously, it varies every year as you as you move on. I think, uh, you know, looking like right now, uh, probably a team like Minnesota is probably uh, one that you mark on the calendar. A tough team that's. It's obviously really good, but um, it's a, a big rivalry between you know Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, and you go back to like juniors, it was probably you know Tri City or Omaha. You know those uh, those teams are they're obviously pretty close to to being in Lincoln. And uh, there's uh, another rivalry there, and then um, probably high school is Memorial or Chippewa. You know you got those those battles are always so fun to to be a part of. So it obviously varies every year as you move on about you know who the team to beat is or who's hardest team to play, but. Probably thought the years would be it'd be those ones. Any particular competitors then, individuals? No, honestly, I don't really have any individual like beef with any guys, or it's like oh, I'm like out to get this guy or this. Uh, Anybody out to get you ever? I don't know. Maybe you never know. I guess nobody who's always tapping you on the shoulder. 
giving you a little something behind the knee, against maybe not an that ankle. I've noticed stuff yet. Okay. Not that I've noticed. Maybe I got a few more years here. We'll see. <laughs> build maybe, up some maybe, animosity, yeah, maybe baby. I'll build a couple enemies this year. <laughs> yeah, way he's the way he keeps playing, he's going to have them because somebody's going to want to shut him <laughs> yeah, down. It's like, more. hey, that's the only way I can stop this guy is uh, you know do something to get his mind off the game. What do you do to stay in shape in the off season? What's the workout like? Oh uh, yeah, I mean we work out four or five times a week in the summer. Um, obviously, I mentioned earlier Paul Volukas, our our athletic trainer, or yes, strength coach. Uh, wouldn't quite be athletic trainer, yeah. Our strength coach. Um, he he runs us through an incredible program, uh, you know, of of cardio and and weightlifting and like mobility and agility and all that stuff. So it's uh, he runs a really good program that helps us prepare. Um, it's obviously a little bit of a grind in the in the in the summers. It's, there's long, hard workouts that you don't always want to do, but it's, like you said earlier, it's something you need to do, right? It's, uh, it's not always fun, but it's, it's good for you. Are you in Madison most of the summer then? Yeah, we're here for usually eight weeks in the summer working out, skating. Uh, we take a summer class as well, get a couple extra credits in. Uh, so, yeah, we're here pretty, pretty much most of the summer here. Okay. During those workouts... Do you work out with a particular workout buddy? Is it on your own, or how does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, I don't know, like 10 like weight racks. So you usually get a couple guys per uh, per weight rack. So you kind of work, work out with them. Uh, but, I mean, it's not really – it's, I mean, semi-individual because you're kind of like going to station, station like workout uh, by yourself. But obviously other guys are with you behind you doing the same thing you are, which is definitely a, a big motivation. We don't want to do it. So. Any uh, Any competitions? go on yeah we have a couple um we just kind of like it's a, it's a thing it's called the strong man i'm not sure you guys ever heard of it where you just run through a bunch of different exercises like back to back to back uh i guess it's not really much of a competition but it's more of like a competition from like us against the weights in a way it's kind of <laughs> how we look at it but uh. do you do you feel that you've gotten bigger and stronger with those uh workouts with you know through the badgers yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I've gained like 10 pounds uh, since coming in as a freshman last year. Uh, and then, I mean, I think like all that's probably muscle. I think I've, I've uh, been able to be in a pretty good program. That's been it's been good to me in helping me uh, build my strength. Well, I'm glad to say, you know, hear you say that it is 10 pounds of muscle because you are wearing a college, you know, <laughs> the KK wearing, College Club. I am uh, wearing the College Club sweatshirt, <laughs> the sweatshirt today. right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's good weight, I promise. <laughs> right. You uh, mentioned earlier that uh, one, one of the major influences or somebody that helps pump you up is your brother, but we never mentioned his name. Why don't we give a shout out to him? Oh, uh, yeah. My little brother, Jacob, uh, he has Down syndrome and he's... Uh, I think, I mean, my family, my parents probably probably push it, but I think he's probably my biggest supporter that I have. It's pretty cool to to be, have him in the stands for a majority of the games. I uh, then get to see him after and just hang out with him is, is definitely a, a a positive thing that I get to look forward to every weekend. Do you ever get a chance to spend any time with your teammates? Yeah, he did. It was his birthday a couple weeks ago. Aww. He turned 18, uh, and they came for an exhibition game. And then afterwards, you got to come down to the locker room, meet some of the guys, and just kind of hang out for a little bit. So it was, it was really special to have them down there. Very cool. That is absolutely – that's the greatest. Um, obviously, NHL would be in your crosshairs after college, but what, what's your degree right now? 
What's your, what's your plan B? Uh, currently, I'm undecided for my major. Uh, I'll pick a major by the end of my sophomore year. Um, just kind of taking like general classes right now, kind of figuring out what I what I really want to do. Might go down like a personal finance road, but I'm haven't really been been set in stone on what I'm doing academically yet. How about uh, focusing on something that you could carry through after your hockey career, possibly uh, you know a, a financial advisor for for a team. Um, Maybe a general manager, perhaps coaching, anything like that. Yeah, I mean that would all, all be things that I would consider doing. I mean, uh, obviously, I love the game of hockey, and my heart's in it. So if I can, whether it's playing the game or somehow being, uh, you know, like a coach or an advisor or, or something, some way to stay connected to the game is is definitely uh, most ideal for me. But uh, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, take it day by day. We'll. Yeah. Figure that out eventually. Right. You're a sophomore. You don't have to worry about what you want to do the rest of your life. Enjoy this time. Zach, this has been uh, awesome. You know, you're in the middle of the hockey season. You just got done with practice. Uh, you had to take relaxation, pressure points before you had to come in and interview with us. Thank you very much for your time. It's been yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's fun. Uh, all right, special thank you to our featured guest, Zach Erdahl. And again, and a huge thank you to our audience. A special thank you to our sponsors, Market & Johnson, Parker Insurance, Valley Sports Academy, Northwoods Therapy, and Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and visit us on our website at thebreakoutsessions.com. And until our next episode, remember, stay on your inside edges. Yeah,